1: it's the new year i'm finna do this whole episode without cussing and then that was bass happy new year 2021 survivors i can't do my normal intro with the profanity because i be cussing you know shout out to everybody who popped up in the live is all y'all here just to hear me not cuss is that what that is my live don't usually crack off starting off like this but you know as i said to the people on instagram the people on social media in general i'm not gonna cuss i'm gonna do this whole episode no profanity dawg Happy New Year, Mr. Shots. Happy New Year, everybody on the on the live. Let me move my microphone so I can face the camera like I said I do. You know the cool out corner. Happy New Year to y'all. You know, happy new year being Kimberly. Look at this, this my my live going up right now on New Year. Shout out to everybody pulling up. But yeah, I'm I'm finna do this whole episode without cussing. That's gonna be the whole little thing. What's up, bag? Everybody in here, it's going up. It's going crazy. I need the police closer to me so I can see what everybody's saying. But uh, anyway, how was y'all New Year, man? You know, last night, kept it pretty light. I stayed home. My bike wasn't rolling like it was supposed to. So, I ain't get out like I was supposed to, but I appreciate the time that I got to spend with my family. You know, me, my wife, and kids. We watched the ball drop, you know, did the whole thing. We got dressed up just to stay in the house, honestly. You know, we, we took a couple little pictures and, and, and looked cool and, you know, did it up for the gram and Snapchat. But for the most part, I ain't really do much, man, you know. Shout out to Rosie. I see you up in here. But, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, ill will. You know, I, I had a conversation with my, my stepmom, like, earlier this week. And, you know, we we, we talked for about an hour and a half, you know, like I told y'all, my dad in the hospital, you know. So we was just talking about that, you know, just going over a little stuff, you know, as far as like what's going to happen with my family, you know, how things are going. You know, my, my pops is steadily improving. You know, that's a beautiful thing. You know, my dad in the hospital, but he doing good. You know, he, he making, you know, leaps and bounds. So he going to be home soon. But we sat there and chopped it up for like an hour and a half. And me and my my stepmom, like, we cool. But we never really, like, had an actual relationship where we had conversations that really kicked it in and spoke to each other. It's always been kind of in passing, like, hey, how you doing? Hi, bye. You know, we'll talk about what needs to be talked about if we need to be talking. But for the most part, we didn't really get a lot of conversation between each other, so. This particular day, we might have been on the phone about hour and a half, two hours or something like that, just talking for, you know, talking about everything, honestly, you know, talking about my dad, talking about how they met and, you know, our awareness of each other and things of that nature. And she was just like, man, like, we've been on the phone like two hours and I haven't heard you cuss not one time. And I was like, because out of respect for the person that I'm talking to, I could stop cussing if I need to. Like, you know, she thought that I just cuss like a sailor 24-7. And for the most part, I do. Like, most people who I encounter, whether it be friends, coworkers, family members, I, I cuss all the time. Like, I'm I'm a profane person. You know, most people who I speak to, I cuss a lot. I just like to cuss. Cussing is cool to me. Like, it's like seasoning for a sentence. It's like cilantro. For what you saying, you know, so it's it's not something that I need to do. It's not that I have a, a limited vocabulary and I'm cussing the whole space. I literally cuss because because I want to, you know, and I've talked about it in this show. Maybe, I don't know, once or twice, maybe even three times. But, you know, the way that I stopped myself from cussing back in the day when I was a Christian was I would always remind myself God can see me at all times. You know, cause a lot of people like, let's just say Christians, for example, like a lot of Christians, you know, and I'm not judging nobody for how they talk or they walk with God or nothing like that. But for the most part, like a lot of people could stop cussing, stop sinning, stop drinking when they pastor pull up, you know, like somebody would be talking and once pastor walk up, they whole conversation to change. Like the context of their conversation to change. What they talking about, the subject matter, and especially whether or not they use profanity. Me personally, like I told people, what made me stop cussing was always remembering. Whether or not the pastor see me don't matter. It's all about whether or not God could see me. So if God could see me, I'm not finna slip and cuss if I'm in the presence of God. But if you a Christian, you always in the presence of God. So by default, you should always walk around. As if God could see you. So like with me, in order for me to stop cussing, I would just always keep that in mind. Like God could see me. God could hear me. So I'm not going to do something while I feel like I'm alone that I wouldn't do if God was watching me. So like this episode is basically for my stepmom to hear and hear that I have the ability to not cuss. Like a gang of the people in the comments like, I just posted maybe a couple of hours ago on Instagram that I'm finna do a whole episode with no profanity. And a gang of people is like, nah, you can't do it. Most people who know me personally feel like I can't do it. Like, if you know me for a long time, like, you know, my close relatives and family members who've been around me back when I was on my Christian walk, they know I could do it. I could easily do it. And that's what I kept telling people. Like, I don't need to cuss. It's not something that. Is like like a bad habit Like it's not like dropping liquor Or you know uh, Not smoking weed or something like that Like I'm not addicted to profanity Profanity is something that I use As a tool almost Like I really Cuss Because I just like to More than I have to Like I, I, I could see if she said Do an episode without using the word like I feel that and I'm not even saying like in the context of me having to say the word like, but like if y'all like right now, I just say like a lot. That's my placeholder more than profanity. And what's going on, little Larry, my cousin up in here. I ain't seen my cousin in alive live in a minute. Golly, live going up. Shout out to everybody in this live. But, you know, I was just doing this episode really, you know, number one as a challenge to myself. Because, you know, I don't really do challenges like, you know, when they be having a little challenges online. I'm not big on participating in challenges, but I am good with a challenge that's constructive. You know, like I be telling people, like, you know, y'all be wanting to do stupid challenges like uh, the cinnamon challenge. And at one point they was doing that Tide Pod challenge and like all of that. Like, I'm I'm, I'm not into stupid challenges, But if it's a challenge to like who could who could read more books or who could answer some math problems or something like that. Like I'm cool with a challenge like that. So when she challenged me to not cuss, I was like, yeah, I I could do that. You know, like it's a welcome challenge because I'm not saying that I won't slip or there's nothing that could happen to make me curse. But at the same time, like it it is a challenge. I literally did 86 episodes and a pilot. You know, I done did about 77 episodes of Cat versus Dog, all riddled with perfect profanity. A lot of who I talk to, they know. I cuss every other word. I cuss like a sailor. I cuss unnecessarily just because it clears my sinuses. I love it. Cussing is, is my favorite pastime. But I could do an episode without it. Not to say that this is this is the new thing. Because trust you me, buddy. Next episode is starting with profanity. Next episode might have more profanity than this one. But at the same time, you know, I'm just proving I could do it. But like one thing that I do want to talk about on the episode, other than just me going a whole hour talking about not cussing is, you know, I just feel like, you know, this year, 2021, you know, we all survived 2020 and shout out to everybody who's still alive. You know, that's a feat in itself. A lot of people didn't make it here, man. Like a a lot of our celebrities, a lot of our stars, a lot of our loved ones wasn't able to make it to 2021, dog. Like, you know, that's a that's a scary thing in itself. You know, like just think about how many people you was just expecting to make it. You know, like with 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 my scare with my parents. You know, it's like you you think people going to be here forever. Like you think you going to be here forever. And it's like, dude, you know, it's like they say, like one moment you here, one moment you're gone. And my parents not gone. My parents is very alive. But at the same time, you know, like the news that I got, the, there's a threat to their mortality. And that's like a scary thought. You know, like that's something that, that really puts you in remembrance of the fact that you're not guaranteed to be here forever. You know, so you kind of got to, you know, just move around like that, like me, like I, I I tell my family, I love them all the time, like, you know, I just move around as if I ain't gonna be here forever, you know, and 2020 has been a, a master class in the fact that anybody could go, you know, it's like, a, a, all of us are stars of our own movie, and it's like, you know, like when you watch Grey's Anatomy or like TV shows, and you just watching characters pass away, it's like, it's a trip to see the characters you you care about pass away. And that's kind of how 2020 was for a lot of us. You know, it's like, you know, you just live in life. You know, you just whoop-de-whooping. And then you hear a relative catch coronavirus and then they pass away. And it's like, man. And corona took a lot of people from a lot of people. You know, so... I'm just glad that a lot of us survived. So, you know, shout out to everybody who went the live, everybody who listening, everybody who's around, everybody who listening, everybody, period. Shout out to everybody who made it to 2021, boy, because like it, it, it kind of remind me of like how people from the hood, like a lot of people like from the inner cities, from ghettos, from tough neighborhoods, They love to brag about the tough neighborhood they from. Like, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Compton. I'm from South Central. I'm from Watts. I'm from L.A. I'm from Long Beach. I'm from such and such projects. It's like now, like, you can brag the same way. Like, I survived 2020. Like, that's going to be something you're going to be telling your kids. Like, y'all wasn't here for 2020. Oh, man, 2020. Like, you know how, like, your grandparents will, like, brag about how they was in, like, the, so uh what's that? Like, the... The civil rights era, or like any type of historical craziness, like Vietnam War, um, Iraq, you know, Desert Storm, uh, the LA riots, the Watts riots. It's like I survived twenty twenty. I survived coronavirus. I survived uh, the you know the 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 George Floyd protests. Like twenty twenty, it's one of them, dog. Like twenty twenty was. It, it, it was like a dog year like it was seven years worth of craziness happening in 365 days like i i really feel like i'm i'm, I'm 38 but i should be like what 46 because i because I survived this long crazy year like i feel like I survived a whole extra decade of life like it was so much going on and shout out to uncle murder dog like you know, Uncle Murder had the the, the 2020 wrap-up and at the end of it he said it's gonna be his last. Like I don't know if y'all familiar with the the Uncle Murder wrap-ups, but you know, go to YouTube and search Uncle Murder 2020 wrap-up. Like he he did his thing. Like Uncle Murder is a, a beast at going through everything that happened in a 365-day period and putting it in a wrap. And it's for the culture. Like, if if you not black you might not get it like a lot of us is kind of like he he pretty much covered the whole year like as i listened to it i was like man i could do probably an episode just reading through the lyrics of the 2020 wrap-up from uncle murder you know he the only other uncle that you should acknowledge other than uncle dolomite follow me on instagram but yeah man like the the wrap-up you know he talked about the you know the, the the kobe Bryant and and GG situation, you know, that sucked. You know, he made a little joke that was kind of scandalous, but that's Uncle Murder. You know, he, he got that kind of sense of humor. You know, he talking about how you're going to take Kobe. You should have took Lamar, Odom, or Delonte West. That was that was cold. But it's like, man, like, that's a cold way to start a year because when did Kobe and, and GG pass? Like, January? Like, that that was slimy dog you know and i talked about that in like my mamba mentality episode like i did that earlier this year where i just talked about the fact that i never was a kobe fan growing up like i was a fan of kobe when he got drafted in 96 i was in junior high school he had an afro he was cool he he did the little under the leg dunk in a dunk contest so i thought that was dope but for the most part i ain't never been a laker fan so i grew up really not liking kobe But I grew to respect him. I've always respected his game. I've respected his approach to basketball and all that. So seeing Kobe pass away, like, it really affected me. Because, like I tell people, when it comes to, you know, sometimes you'll hear somebody say, like, why y'all be crying so hard over these celebrities? Oh you y'all be more concerned over celebrities than people that you actually Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was
0: only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number 1 social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino-style games to choose from. You too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary, log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky? Lucky?
1: But the thing is, like, especially a person to the magnitude of a Kobe Bryant or like Michael Jackson or, you know, celebrities where we all listen to their music, watch them play sports, consume their content. A lot of these people are constant presences in our life, just like family. Like the reason that a grown man will cry when an athlete like Kobe Bryant dies is because it's like, you got Kobe Bryant jersey. You got Kobe Bryant shoes. Every time the Lakers play, you watching Kobe Bryant play, you done bet money on something that Kobe Bryant is doing. Like, you're a fan of Kobe. Like, you probably had a poster of Kobe on your wall. So it's like, for that person to pass away, that's going to affect you. Like, I cried when Michael Jackson died. I cried when Nipsey Hussle died. Because not that they are people who I've met personally, you know, not that they are people who are in my family and nothing like that. But just think about how much of these people's music you've consumed. Like these people are like the soundtrack to your life. Like you can remember where you were when you first heard certain songs. Like you remember what song was playing when you was having certain moments in your life. Like, you know, the first time you had sex, you was listening to this song, you know, the, the first time you got in a fight, you was listening to this song on the way home after the fight. Or, you know, you used to listen to this song to get ready for your basketball games or like dudes who do play sports like, oh, I watched Kobe Bryant highlights before I go hoop, And then that person died like that affects you like for people to to trip off you for how you mourn for a celebrity. It's like you just got to tell people to shut up at the end of the day. And tell them that with profanity. You know, like I'm doing this episode the way I'm doing it. So I can't tell you to shut up how y'all know I tell a person to shut up. But y'all know how I get down. Like, don't don't come at me for how I mourn somebody who I love. You know, because at the end of the day, like, you know how people like, oh, he don't love you. He ain't never put no money in your pocket. You ain't never met Kobe. Oh, you ain't never met this celebrity. You ain't never met this celebrity. Because for as much love got shown to Nipsey, it was a whole lot of hate. And it was more hate for how people mourn Nipsey. You know, you see a whole lot of people with like all money in tattoos and, you know, the marathon continues and checkered flags and and things of that nature. Like a lot of people showed a lot of love. And then it was like you got these little haters. It's like, oh, you did all that. He ain't never done nothing for you. And it's like, yes, he has. You know, he left behind a mindset that the marathon continues. And that's a lot like it's some stuff that a lot of these celebrities don't put in a lot of people's lives that a lot of their family hasn't like just the understanding that the marathon continues. That's something that a, a lot of people. Take very seriously, you know, like it's like your favorite author or something, you know, if somebody writes a book that changes your life. And then that person passes away. That's going to affect you, dog. You know, and that's the thing. Like a a, a lot of y'all got the game twisted when it comes to how other people look at another person. Even though that person don't know you, that don't mean that person hasn't affected you positively. And that be people problem. You know, like you judging me for something that I feel about somebody who made me feel the way. And it's like, you know. I don't. I don't judge people for that. You know, a lot, a lot of people take stuff the wrong way, and I tell people all the time: those people are haters. Huh? What he say? Man, I can't even read your comment all the way. I didn't even notice you weren't cursing. Hey, it is what it is, dog. I'm a, I'm a beast at this. I I know what I'm doing. But anyway, like, you know, the the, the passing of Kobe Bryant. You know, that, that, that took a lot of people down. That started this year on a on a down. Like, you know, I, I was really optimistic for 2020. Honestly, you know, I did the episode 2020 vision. You know, I felt like 2020 was going to be a good year, which, like I've said, 2020 was a great year for me personally. But 2020 on the whole for society as a, you know, as a collective boy, this this one was a lot. And it was like right after the whole situation with Kobe. You know, we get the whole coronavirus situation where everybody, you know, everybody dealing with quarantine, everybody having to wear masks, you know, the 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 new normal, as everybody's calling it. Like, you know, you see the pictures of people walking around Japan and China and all that and they had the mask on. You know, that was what after SARS, which was some years ago, you know, like after SARS, you know, you, you've seen a lot of Asian people, you know, walk around with masks on. And us in the United States is like, why are they tripping like that? You know, like me in California, where it's a lot of tourism, we would have Asian people come into the United States and they would have their masks on walking around in the United States. Like SARS ain't out here. A lot of them diseases ain't out here. But you'll see Asians walk around with them doctor masks on. And now look at us. A couple years later, masked up. Like when I see a person out in traffic with no mask on, I'll be tripping like, hey, yay. You, you know, me personally, I don't wear a mask all the time. But I will, you know, if I'm going into the store, I know I got to put a mask on or they'll kick me out. Like, when you're going in the places, you throw your mask on. Like, sometimes when I go in truck stops and I don't see a dude with his mask on, I'll be like, hey, buddy, mask up, pal. Even though I'm not really scared of the runny, because like I told people earlier last year, I felt like I had it already. So, I'm cool. My wife said the new temporary. I hope, honestly, I really hope that this this go away this year. Like, you know, I don't know because it seemed like the government is getting cracking with it. Like they having fun with it. You know, because it's like it was going away and then all of a sudden they talking about the new wave of the coronavirus. And they was talking about the new wave of the coronavirus while we were still on the old wave of the coronavirus, which personally tripped me out. Cause I'm like, how y'all know about all these waves of the coronavirus if y'all didn't make it? Because I be telling people all the time, dog, like when when they know all of this, they know everything except how to cure it. That just means they got the receipt for it. Like, I, I know they got a patent on it or something like that. You know, so I know it's something that they doing because they know too much about how it's going to mutate, how it's going to morph, how it's going to affect people but they don't know how to make it go away like that's crazy to me and then they got the um what you call that they got the vaccine that they think we stupid enough to take like and it's like they they wasn't even slick about it this time you know like the fact that they try to put it in like a oh we got to get to black people because black people are dying we we got to get the 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 the, um the, the vaccine to the black people We ain't that stupid, dog. We'll go ahead and let y'all take it, then we'll figure it out after. And y'all keep asking what's in my glass. I got to go to work later. So this is apple cider. Look like champagne, though, huh? It's apple cider, dog. I can't can't get cracking like I want to get cracking because I think I got to go to work tonight. So I'm sipping cider. The last couple episodes, I was drinking wine, but this one, I'm keeping it G. And it's crazy because like I'm I'm not cussing and I'm not drinking. Shout out to me. Yeah, I'm this is this is the complete rated G episode of the Too Much Game podcast. Like I'm I'm not sipping what I'm usually sipping and I'm not cussing like I'm usually cussing. But like I told y'all, next episode, the profanity will be back. I'm I'm just doing this because it's a challenge and I enjoy your challenge. Like, if somebody give me a cool challenge, that's something that I feel like is constructive. Something that I feel like will push me to do something that I don't usually do in a good way. I'm with that. Just don't challenge me to do nothing stupid. Like, I'm, I'm not with the, like, set yourself on fire challenge or try to make yourself pass out challenge. But, you know, like, when it comes to, to something that I feel like is something that's cool. I'm with it. You know, I I might get some listeners off of this episode of me not cussing, even though they're going to be shocked when they hear all the other episodes. But you know, like I can't wait for my stepmom to hear it. Like, I think I might send this to my in-laws cause my, my mother's parents, they super Christian and I don't really cuss around them. So they might not be all that surprised, even though my father-in-law heard a bunch of my older episodes and he know how I get down. You know, I don't cuss in front of, like Christians and people who are sensitive to profanity, but everybody else, they, they going to get these, these adult words. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm just looking through these lyrics at a wrap up, you know, like I said, shout out to uncle murder, man. Cause he making this very easy on me. Like it's a lot of stuff that I forgot about that happened over the year that he talked about, you know, talked about, um, What's the name? Talk my 6 9 snitching, even though I think that happened the year before. Even though all the, what would you call that? Like all the convictions happened after that. Hey, what am I supposed to say? Your wife's parents, LOL. My in-laws? Should I say their name? Mr. and Mrs. or what? It's, it's, it's your parents. It's my in-laws. My parent-in-laws. I don't know. But he talked about uh, Tory Lane shooting Megan Thee Stallion. And I had po- I posted that probably like a week or two ago. Like, what came of that? Like, do y'all really think Tory shot Meg? Because I don't know. Like, I'm I'm still flabbergasted about it. Like, y'all heard me coming here and call Tory a bunch of female dogs winning heat. You know, because I feel like if if you shot Meg, you the biggest sucker on the planet. Like, there there's nothing you could say to me. That's not gonna put you in the sucker category if you really shot Meg the stallion. Like that's that's the bottom of clown behavior, you know. Like Uncle Murder painted a picture that she didn't want to give him that wop, so he shot her, you know. And in the way that he said it was like, yeah, you know, the people in the in the truck told me what happened, blah 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 blah, and he said, no, nah, I just made that up. I was just capping. Like that was funny, but the 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 thought of a dude shooting a woman. It's nothing fly about that. Like, I, I feel like Tori, the, the sucker of the year, if he actually shot her. But it's like, it just went away. Like, there was no no court case. I don't think he's in jail. You know, she's still twerking. He's still singing. Like, that was just a trip how that went away. I wish that he'd have said something, like, something about that in the song. Like, it just went away. You know, and, you know, she finally came out and said something because at first she kept a solid and she didn't mention it but then she came around and was like hey he shot me but I'm still waiting for the outcome on that I'm not listening to Tory Lane music until we get the out, the, the outcome you know he talked about Jada Pinkett and uh, what's the gay singer that all y'all uh, August Cena, man like that I didn't really like that I didn't like how he handled that I didn't like how they handled that like that. That whole entanglement situation, I was disappointed in everybody because it's like, number one, I'm disappointed mainly in August because he could have kept that low. Like you you should have been happy with your little cougar coochie that you got. You know, she she gave you something and you, you couldn't just hold it down like you were supposed to. You had to go out there and be chatty patty on a podcast. So he he's the top sucker for that. You know, I didn't like how Jada tried to cover it up and call it an entanglement when it was just cheating. Like, that's the that's what we give women a lot. You know, like we allow them to dodge accountability by calling something something that it ain't. Even though if we do it, it's going to be big problems. Like she she's it's an entanglement. He said it's a relationship like you had a whole boyfriend. Outside of of their marriage, and it's like Will a strong dude, you know, because I talk about this a lot. Like a lot of dude, we can't handle being cheated on. Like most men cannot handle knowing that our woman, even more than just being attracted to another dude, slept with another dude, kicked it with another dude, spent time with another dude. You know, like I always talk about on this show and on cat versus dog, like with with men, the reason that it's so hard, it's so much harder for us to accept being cheated on is because when women cheat, they cheat with men that they like. Like men, a lot of times we going to cheat with a woman we would not want to be in a relationship with. We will cheat with a woman we don't barely even want to kick it with. Women cheat with a dude that they want to replace you with. That hurt. And I'm not saying that she replaced Will with August Alsina because Will is Will and August is August. But obviously, August was laying it down. And Will probably know that. Will probably know she, you know, he was he was taking her to Pound Town. He was taking her to, you know, he, he, he was doing his thing. And it's like for Will to sit up there and talk to her on the other side of that red table, Without flipping it over He a strong dude You know And in in the words of black people Who are calling you stupid He better than me Like it, it ain't no way We not finna have that conversation I'm all the way cool You know we we'd have been like dr dre and his wife which was the transition in the song you know dr dre wife try to try to whack him for two million a month that's out you know you you wasn't in the studio you ain't make nair beat i'm good you know like dr dre shout out to him for getting that prenup you know i i I do believe in a divorce especially when y'all are a couple that has amassed a, a huge level of wealth. I do believe a woman that was there the whole time deserves a considerable amount. I do believe that, you know, a woman who helped you build an empire is entitled to a large piece of that empire. If y'all part ways, like, don't get me wrong. It ain't like I'm, I'm one of these people who feel like once we get divorced, you just got to leave with what you got. Because, you know, a lot of my ability to get what I got was what you sacrificed in order for me to get that. You know, like a lot of situations where a man was able to do a lot is because of what his woman either did or gave up in order for him to do that. Like if you had to stay home and hold the house down so I could be out grinding and hustling, You deserve something for that. Like if you had to do anything and sacrifice anything that would have probably made you a lot of money in order for me to make more money then you deserve something on the way out the door. Like, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like. Two million of money is excessive, you know, and I get the whole. Oh, you know, she's accustomed. She's accustomed. She's accustomed. He's accustomed too. You know, and that's the thing that a lot of people discount. Like, what does what does he get out of the deal? Like, what, what is she, what is she giving him in return? You know, because that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm all for him giving her some on the way out the door. But do he get anything? No, he just get a bill in the mail. That's all he get. All he get is the ability to take care of somebody who he not sleeping with no more. Like, I feel like if I got to get you something, could I at least get some, some sex payments? Can I get some late night visits or something? Because I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to something. I'm accustomed to sex. I'm accustomed to company. I'm accustomed to, to some, what, 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 do the man get in that divorce? Because like I said, it's cool to, to make sure she's straight. Like she can get a lifetime supply of money, but a lifetime supply of money. Like me and my wife talked about this, like. You can live very comfortable with, let's just say, a $150,000 a year. I feel like that's cool. So if we was to break it down to say she's going to live, I don't know. Let's just be cool with it. Like, let's just say it's a lot. Like, she's going to live 50 more years. How much is that like? I don't know. Just off the top of my head, like seven point five million dollars. I feel like that'd be cool. Even though he's he's made enough to where that won't even affect him. And I understand the women in the comments are the women who gonna hear this show and be like seven point five and he a whole billionaire. Like I get that. But at the same time, like fifty million dollars, would you be mad at that? because i don't care if he did if he made 500 billion trillion zillion dollars if she want more than 50 million dollars dog that is excessive especially if you ain't made no beats like and that's the thing like what what are what are we actually doing when i'm giving you 2 million a month like what did you do to deserve 2 million a month and this ain't misogyny. This is just real life. Because if y'all want to make this argument, then why are y'all mad at Kendu Isaacs? If y'all don't know who Kendu Isaacs is, that's um Mary J. Bligex. You know, she got a divorce from Kendu Isaacs. And he was asking for all type of exorbitant amount of amounts of money for all types of just stupid. Like he was asking like, oh, uh, for my phone, I need 20,000, you know, for I I need massages. I need just like stupid stuff. But he was asking for something crazy like a a million dollars a month or eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year or like It was something crazy. It was something just out of this world. And everybody was mad at him because it's like, oh, you're a man. Why are you asking for all that? And his justification was I was her manager. I turned down opportunities to make money because I was handling her career. So I feel like I deserve all of this crazy money for all of this crazy stuff. And that's the thing, like, it's not so fly when the shoe is on the other foot. Like they say, it's not all that fun when the rabbit got the gun. Like when a woman is in a divorce and she asking for something crazy, it's like we like, yeah, yeah, get your money, girl. Yeah, yeah. But then when a dude turn around and do it, it's like, no, you a man, you supposed to do this and you supposed to do that. But in his defense, he was saying, like, you know, I turn down opportunities in order For her career to move forward too. Why do I not deserve these amounts of money? And that's my point. I'm not saying that he deserved all that money that he was asking for. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. When you are in a relationship with a person. And you can honestly prove and say. That your role in that person's life helped them move forward. You do deserve something to take care of you. For the years to come. But you don't deserve half of a fortune. Like you don't like that. To me that's crazy. Especially when the amount is so gigantic. Like 2 million a month. Nah. You don't need 2 million a month. And I get the I'm accustomed. But again like I said he's accustomed to stuff. Does he not get what he's accustomed to? No. So why is it so cool for a woman to be accustomed to two million dollars a month? Like to me that's crazy. Like you're not gonna be able to convince me that you need two million dollars a month. You know, because like I said, if I'm if I'm Dre, like you could get 50 million. Fifty million is enough for you to live fifty years and have a million dollars a year for fifty years. That is more than enough for any human being. I don't care what you accustomed to a million dollars a year to do nothing. That should be enough. Two million dollars a month. That's 24 million dollars a year. Now, nah, whatever Dr. Dre wife name is, she need to go have every seat in the Staples Center and sit in all of them. For two hours a day, for the rest of her life, cause she she all the way out of here. Like, nah, you don't you don't deserve that. Nobody deserve that. You know what else he talk about? You know, Boosie got kicked off the gram. We understood that. You know, shout out to Boosie. Shout out to you know everybody who who was trying to make quarantine more entertaining for everybody. You know, like shout out to to Timberland and Swiss Beast for the versus battles. You know, a lot of that held us down during quarantine. Like a uh, uh, we we got a lot of good entertainment on social media during the quarantine. And speaking of entertainment during the quarantine, shout out to all of us podcasters. <laughs> We provided a lot of good entertainment for people, too, during these quarantine times. You know, shout out to all the podcasts who who I've networked with. Shout out to all the podcasts who had me on their show, whose show I've been on. You know, like, a, a lot of us people been holding it down for a lot of people who've been stuck in the house. You know, like, but especially the versus battles. Like, that was one of the highlights of 2020, like. You know, we didn't have concerts and and things of that nature to enjoy. So, you know, a lot of us had to just sit here and and, and watch versus battles on our phones. Like and that was kind of one of the the things that a lot of people look forward to. You know, a a lot of them were were better than others. But, you know, it it was dope. Like I, I enjoyed the versus battles. You know, like I always tell y'all which ones was my favorites. Different people have different favorites depending on, you know, who their artists that they enjoy are. But, you know, I I, I like the Versus Battles. Versus was dope. Like, it, it was dope to see, you know, two artists. And, you know, a lot of the Versus Battles was legendary artists. You know, so like to see Babyface go up against Teddy Riley, you know, or to see Patti LaBelle go against Gladys Knight. You know, um Lil John versus T-Pain, like a, a lot of people from from yesteryear who we've all been big fans of like this last one, E40 versus Too Short. Like two legendary artists going up against each other like man, that that was dope. Like that was you know, that that was a highlight of 2020. You know, as bad as the year went, you know, there there was some good coming out of it. You know, Jeezy Battle, Gucci, Gucci clown. You know, like it, it, it ain't no way I would have went through all that. You know, you're not finna talk about my homie, you smoke, but you know, we 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 got we got some good battles out of that, my wife said, versus was day night. Low key. A lot of people was having versus battle parties. Like, they was having watch parties for the versus battle, like how people would have, like, parties for the fight or parties for the Super Bowl. Like, people was having parties for the versus battles. Like, the versus battles was that dope. Like, you know, shout out to them for doing the versus battles. You know, like, that was that was something that, that, you know, made the year, you know, more palatable. Like, you know, it, it, it could have been way worse. But... You know, like I I tell people like, you know, us as, you know, Americans, us as human beings, we resilient, you know, so we was able to bounce back. We was able to maneuver. We was able to find a way to enjoy something that sucked. It sucked being stuck in a house. It sucks that you can't go to the bowling alley or you can't go to a restaurant or you can't go like a, a lot of the stuff that a lot of us are used to doing. You know, like I said, like concerts, like a lot of people. Go to concerts, but now the versus battles were our concerts, you know, so it was good to see a lot of our favorite artists battling our other favorite artists or artists who we not so much of a fan of. So we can go back the next day and argue about who won because most of these battles so far you got people who think one won and the other one and then you got some that was like a slaughter. Like I feel like everybody thinks that, um, uh, babyface whooped Teddy Riley. Like certain ones, it was a slaughter. But for the most part, you know, a lot of these battles, certain people feel like he won, other people feel like he won, and she and she on the other ends. But that was dope. You know, another big, big thing that happened in 2020, you know, was of course, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd. And Breonna Taylor, you know, like that was a, a big chunk of what we going to remember when we talk about 2020. Of course, coronavirus is going to be number one, the biggest thing, because that was the thing that changed most of our lives directly. The second thing is going to be the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter situation like, you know, police brutality made a strong comeback in 2020. You know, like I had I had mentioned this, you know, throughout Trump's presidency and not even like giving them props, but just making an observation. Like, you know, people talked about how racist Donald Trump was. But remember how much police brutality was happening under Obama, like people was talking about how, you know, how bold white supremacists and people with a white supremacist mindset were under Donald Trump. But they forgot how they was clowning under Obama. Like, it's not a new thing. Police brutality wasn't a new thing. Like, it wasn't invented under Donald Trump. But like I was telling people, I think a lot of why we turned up so much during these protests was because Donald Trump was a president. Like, a lot of people were united under a common enemy. A lot of people were united under their hate for Donald Trump. You know, like Donald Trump, I felt was like a necessary evil in a lot of this. Like, I, I think a lot of people didn't turn up as much because they felt like Obama was going to take care of it. You know, like after Trayvon Martin and all that, like, yeah, of course, they turned up for the Mike Brown situation. But when Donald, I mean, uh, when George Floyd passed away, like it was like. Literally worldwide. Like, and I don't think like the the George Floyd murder. You know, besides the fact that we watched it in live action. Was that much more gruesome than any of the others because dead is dead. But for some reason, after George Floyd, literally the whole world turned up. Like they burned down that police station in Minnesota and then it just spread. Like there were protests across the world, like Mexico, the UK, Africa, like all over the world. They was having protests behind George Floyd. Like that was a trip. Like that's going to be something that's going to be in history books in places other than the United States. Like coronavirus is going to be in history books. Like, like I said, it was like a dog year. Like we had seven years worth of history. In 365 days, like 2020 going to be one of them ones, though, you know, like I said, with people bragging about being gangster, like you bragging about your, your dangerous neighborhood you from or your dangerous city you from like now we're going to be able to brag about surviving a dangerous year that we lived through. Like 2020 was a trip, you know, like, you know, Trump got out of office. A lot of people celebrated that, you know, I'm, I'm a the Tweets, you know, I hope he, he keep on tweeting. I hope he get like a, what you call that? Like a reality show again of his just day to day life. Cause Donald Trump is, he's hands down the most entertaining president we've ever had. You know, like my, my, my favorite part of 2020, like I kept telling people was the money, you know, he talked about that in the song, uh, You know, them SBAs, EDD, and whatever other government money scam everybody was doing. A a lot of people who we know as brokies was balling. I ain't never seen so much Dior. I ain't never seen so many, you know, $150 bottles of liquor at parties. Everybody was drinking that, uh, 1942, that whatever, Asu, like, everybody was balling out. You know, shout out to them, them, them loans and them grants and you know them, uh, what you call them things, the the unemployment, them little profiles everybody was doing. Everybody was balling off that. You know, like I was telling the homie, like even if you didn't get the EDD money, you should have found a way to get somebody else's EDD money, whether you was hustling or whatever. You know, because like I was telling people, like dude, if you got a clothing line you need to find somebody with that SBA money. If you a mechanic, you need to find somebody with that SBA money. If you got a little lemon you trying to sell, you need to find somebody with that SBA money. Because me and my homeboy was just talking about it. Like, man, if you was trying to sell your Harley during that SBA era, you could just say $10,000. You might only want $4,000. But if you say, I want ten. dollars you're going to get 10 because everybody got 10. Everybody was walking around. I got 10. I got 10,000. I got 10,000. It's a million people with big, stupid money that they was throwing around. Just because, you know, they got that little shoot, shoot. A lot of people who was getting that, that EDD shoot, shoot. You were seeing a lot of foreign cars pulling up to the projects. You were seeing a lot of little kids with Gucci shoes and Louis Vuitton belts. I'm like, man, I wish I had a jewelry store around that time because, man, I know all the jewelers was eating off that money. You know, and that's I saw telling the homie like, man, but beyond the the people who was actually scamming, it was everybody who had a hustle. If if you were selling anything like, man, I, I wish my clothing line was up and cracking like it should have been during that time because I'd have been selling whole outfits. Like, man, I know Nike stock was booming. Like, you know, shout out to everybody who got into the stock market. Like, you know, I talked about that on an episode in the gang. Like to this day, a lot of my homeboys be asking me for stock tips, you know, just because I told people that they could invest on cash app. You know, like investing money had become a lot easier, you know, and I'm not even I'm not going to attribute that to the year 2020 or the quarantine. But in 2020 is when I realized how easy it was to invest money, you know. So shout out to everybody who was investing. Shout out, especially shout out. If you got that little EDD scam money or any of that and you invested that big shout out to you and a bomb. Because that was one thing that a lot of people got cracking on in 2020 was that that EDD money. Big shout out to everybody who, you know, who, who got that little scam on. Everybody who got they invest on. Everybody who bought property. You know, shout out to everybody who started a podcast. Because a lot of people started podcasts podcast this year. You know, like, I think Rosie started her podcast in 2020. <laughs> shout out to Rosie. You know, I think the Q Chat podcast. Shout out to Sharonda. She started her podcast, I think, this year. You know, um. oh, yeah. Nah, that don't count. Cause uh, you know, shout out to Coffee with Kendra. Kendra started hers, I think, on New Year though. So she she class of twenty twenty-one, but shout out to, to Coffee with Kendra. Um, and matter of fact, let me not let me for sure not forget this. Shout out to the Sports for You podcast. You know. That's that's Townhouse Media Family up under the umbrella. They started their podcast this year. The Sports for You podcast, you know, they and they been killing it. You know, shout out to Mark, John Watson, and Nick Freeze. You know, they they went up. They they the they the rookies of the year of 2020. They they did They thing. You know, if y'all ain't heard of the Sports for You podcast, y'all go look them up. Sports number four, letter U. You know, they they class of 2020. They they was handling it. But yeah, like I'm just, you know, looking through the lyrics of the song, you know, he talking about. Deontay Wilder getting beat up by Tyson Fury—that hurt. I didn't want to see that. You know, he talked about everyday struggle getting canceled because you know academics is the sucker of the year, so he don't deserve all that acknowledgement. You know, Kanye and uh, you know Kim—they on the rocks. That don't deserve that much acknowledgement. You know, then he was talking about you know a couple artists who got out of jail, a couple artists who you know who transitioned. You know, shout out to Mo3, um, uh, King Vaughn, Pop Smoke. Like, it, it it, sucks that rappers was getting killed. Like, I get it. I get the lifestyle that they portray and all of that. But it's like, dog, like after you reach a certain level of, of money, fame, access and all that, like, man, you got to get out the way. You know, like, the thing with Pop Smoke, like, Pop Smoke, it was a, you know, it was a a lapse in judgment. Like, you know, he he let his his address slip out, and they pulled up on him. You know, King Von, that was conflict. Mo 3, that was beef. And it's like, man, you know, being a rapper, dangerous, dog. Like, you know, dudes got to just be careful out here, you know, because they out here. Getting rid of dudes, man, and we we did all that marching for Black Lives Matter, and it's like, you know, brothers still out here want to kill each other. That's that's not flawed. Like we gonna we gonna have to work on that, but like, you know, for the most part, most of the rest of the song, it was all like, you know, just little stuff. But big shout out to um, Uncle Murder Dog. Like I said, he the he the only other uncle I am acknowledging. You know, follow Uncle Dolomite on Instagram, but, you know, I I, got to shout out Uncle Murder for that wrap up. If y'all ain't heard the Uncle Murder 2020 wrap up, you know, y'all got to look that up because he pretty much covered everything that happened this year. You know, all the R.I.P.'s, you know, Alex Trebek, Andre Harrell, Debo. You know, we lost a lot of people like it's really too many to name, you know, like I. I briefly talked about it in my last episode, but like it's it's it was just so much that happened last year that it would be like a three hour episode if I was to try to cover that. You know, so shout out to him for getting it cracking. And I think the song was like 13 minutes. He said that they told him to try to do 20 minutes, but that's a lot. You he he probably could have did a a 30 minute song if he really wanted to cover everything that happened to 2020, because like I said, boy we got seven years worth of events in 365 days. Like I think whenever I mention 2020, I'm just going to call it the dog year because it was, it was seven, it was seven years worth of stuff. Oh yeah. Black Panther. I forgot to mention that black Panther dog. I think I talked about it in an episode when it happened, but it's like I said, it is so much to cover. It's like, man, Like, we don't even want to see another Black Panther movie without Chadwick Boseman. Like, Chadwick Boseman was a phenomenal actor. He was a a great talent. Like, you know, he played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown. He played Black Panther. You know, I ain't seen the movie with, um... I forgot the name of the movie. It's gonna be him and, um... Man, homegirl from How to Get Away with Murder. I forgot her name, and that's sad because she a great actress too. But you know, he oh Ma Rainey, like him in the him in the movie with Ma Rainey. I heard he he killed that role. Like Chadwick Boseman was an amazing actor though. Like he probably would have been like the the next Denzel Washington, but he passed. You know, and I, I I heard it was, what, colon cancer or prostate cancer or something like that? And he did a few movies with that. Like, going through that, doing movies like cancer take a lot out of you, dog. Cancer heavy. Like, cancer heavy on your family members. And he was able to do movies, you know, in the middle of doing treatments and all that. Like, man, Chadwick Boseman was a beast, dude. And to lose somebody like that, like man boy 2020 was cold like we we lost some some big names Viola Davis that was her name that's who played my Rainey Viola Davis but the the movie that they played in together I ain't heard nothing bad about it all I've been hearing is, is rave reviews once I get me some time to really sit down and watch Netflix I'm gonna check it out because I heard they they handled they business like it's not like an action-packed movie but from what I heard. The acting is amazing. So. You know. That's. That's going to be my next little thing to do. When I got some time to really sit and chill. I'm going to check that movie out. But. um, I got to go to work later. So. I think I'm just going to wrap this up. But. You know. If any of y'all caught me cussing. Let me know. Because. I done. I not did. I'm at 59 minutes. And. Seven seconds. And I ain't cuss. Yeah, I gotta do my outro And man Now that I think about it I cuss in my outro So I'm gonna have to change that I ain't even think about that Until just right now But Whatever dog I'm finna figure it out And I'm gonna drop the mic on that If you would like to support us financially It is patreon.com Slash townhouse media Town E House media Support all the Townhouse Media Podcasts, Seriously Not Another Podcast, Friday nights, 9 p.m., well, being ready to super producer whenever he feel like it, because he ain't gonna be doing it every Friday, but Fridays at 9, when he in the mood, he gonna be on that, so just be on the lookout for Seriously Not Another Podcast, um, Tuesdays. Uh, The Sports For You Podcast, you know, live on Facebook, live on um, YouTube, 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Y'all check them out. The best sports podcast out there. They know what they talk about. They do their thing. Uh, Mark, Nick Freeze, and John Watson, like I said, they the 2020 rookies of the year. So y'all check them out for sure, for sure. Uh, Wednesdays, (laughs) hump days and never be the same. The No Rules Podcast with Mark and Ill Will, a.k.a. The Juice Crew, a.k.a. The Bloods. Wednesdays, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, You know, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. They do their thing. They hilarious. They got jokes and all that. So, man, y'all check them out. They dope. Um, Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog Podcast with myself. Young Dolomite, a.k.a. Uncle Dolomite, uh, me and CJ, the celebrity of townhouse media. We do our thing, get on there and argue. I'm going to be cussing. I don't even know when we're going to do another episode. I got to talk to her because I forgot how long we on break. But when we get off break, I'm for sure coming back cussing. But, you know, check out the Cat vs. Dog podcast on Sundays, 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5, Houston time. And if you here, you already know the Too Much Game podcast. Live on Saturdays. For the most part, or Fridays. Fridays, my bad. But for the most part, I try to get cracking around 6 p.m. Pacific time. But I'm finna lose my schedule again, honestly. So I don't even know at what particular time I'm gonna be doing the show. But just know. Fridays I'll be around early, late. Just be on the lookout. I'm on YouTube any streaming platform that you listen to podcasts on i'm on all that so be on the lookout for me follow me on social media at uncle dolomite on instagram at young dolomite on twitter uh at young dolomite on um, clubhouse if you got that follow young dolomite on clubhouse y-u-n-g-d-o-l-e-m-i-t-e you know like comment and subscribe on youtube um you know rating and review on apple Podcasts and all that so, uh, yeah, man. I ain't here to help you get bras. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've
0: got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.